You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Since the last time we talked, the Grizzlies have won uh, numerous games, Jason Smith, since then. Two. My my numbers are a little froggy. froggy. Two to run run it it up to five, I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, It's five in a row total. They beat the Charlotte Hornets, and he also beat the um, uh, help me Orlando up. Magic. Orlando Magic. There you go. And the Orlando Magic Super Bowl against the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know why they feel such a way towards us. I have some theories, but Orlando gets up for the Grizzlies game. You noticed that too, right? Yeah. Well, they want to be us. They want they want to be the Grizzlies. Obviously, yeah. they want to be that next thing, and they see you. I mean, and and li- listen, a lot of these young teams are in the same boat, looking at the Grizzlies as you know that. So. I think I think it's a lot of that. And listen, Paolo Bancaro is is that dude. I like him. Yeah, he, they, he is the man. They got a little attitude now with him and, and Wagner. Yeah, they definitely bring the extra punch, extra mm-hmm. bring that seasoning, so to speak, to that team. Uh, but I think your point is valid, though, that uh, teams like the Orlando Magic look up to teams like the Grizzlies. No question. A team that ain't really much younger. I mean, than, I mean, much older than them if 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 we are older because you know Lando's got some older guys on that on that bench too so I'm not sure that average age I'm not sure I'm they're they're younger than us though huh I, I the Grizzlies the Grizzlies I, I believe fifth youngest in the in the league fifth right. youngest still and I think Orlando is one of those four I'm not for certain on that it's right yeah. around there but uh it's they're close like, uh, they got That's like a significantly younger team no that Orlando team that they Orlando team's got Harris on it he's an older guy now mm-hmm. they got um What's the guard who seems like he's been in the league forever? Who came out with Tony Roland? They were back. They were in the backcourt together. Um, uh, uh, they've got Fultz, who's now wearing. Uh, how long has he been in the league? Nah, he's he's still a young guy though. He's no he's no older than Dylan, because he came out like with Tatum in there. In that class, I don't know. But anyway, shout out to Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's twenty five, but that's that's old for us. Yeah, exactly. Are, are twenty three and twenty four the main. There's been no, that as well for sure. But, yeah, big wins, man, uh, against those two teams. Charlotte Hornets, which is basically a home game for John Morant from South Carolina. He always tries to go big against that Charlotte team. Um, Orlando, like you said, a lot of animosity towards us. There's a couple things, too, with the Orlando game, man. Like, um, what's the kid's name? Uh, not Doc Rivers, son. Uh, Greg Anthony's son. Cole. Cole Anthony. He, um, he feels a way towards us. A lot of these guys are like, you got to think about it. A lot of these guys probably feel a way towards John Morant because he's like, man, I've been better than John Morant my entire life. I didn't even know this dude was probably in, in high school or AAU. And, and, and to see John just leapfrog these guys, NBA players, a lot of the NBA players don't really understand it, man. You know, they they still think they're that dude. And they like, man, John ain't that good. He ain't that good regardless of what he's doing. So a lot of those guys probably feel a way towards guys like John Morant who were those off-the-radar guys. But um, big win. Uh, big a couple wins now, five games in a row, tied for first place in the uh, West. But with the tiebreakers or whatever, we're no Denver won last night, so we're not tied for the West. I'm sorry, but yeah, no, no, it's it's a tie. It's a tie. Uh, it's it, Grizzlies got a half. Number one, it's tied in the West. Okay, yeah. So shout out to us keeping that keeping that pace. Of course, what are your impressions, uh, Jason, for the last two games we've seen this week to keep that five game winning streak going? Just more of the same. Defensively, Grizzlies are back locked in after that that nasty little four or five uh, dropped four or five patch that they had. Uh, Jaron Jackson has led that. I think he had three blocks in the first quarter yesterday. And Taylor Jenkins said afterwards, I agree with him. 
Just if you if you talk about his impact on both ends, it's one of the best games he's played. It's the first time he's been over 30, I think, since the bubble, uh, 31 and 10 mm-hmm. last night. And it's the way he got him, Saint. It's the fact that at the end of that game, when Orlando's cut it down to single digits, mm-hmm. instead of Ja Morant going and creating and having to finish on his own, you're comfortable enough now with Jer- you and I talked about it on the show today. Right. You're comfortable enough now with Jaron that as a first option, you're throwing it down into him again. Need a bucket to finish off the game, and he's scoring over a you know a six nine six ten Paolo Bancaro easily with a nice little hook. It was inside out. It was what uh, a lot of us have wanted to see. The kind of offense a lot of us have wanted to see from Jaron Jackson, you know, for for his career. Only took th- three threes, knocked down two of them. Goes what 10 of 11, 11 of 12, whatever it was from two. Oh, so it yeah. was it was what Jaron Jackson was in that game and saying hoping to see more of that Jaron Jackson. And again, a team believing that he can be, you know, second option. Hey, first option if we need a bucket in the end, because we haven't seen, you know, that Jaron Jackson we saw yesterday. We haven't seen that dude since the bubble, that confident and doing yeah. that much stuff offensively inside the arc. It was it was uh it was fantastic to see. Yeah. Uh, another thing too about Jaron is he's such a matchup problem for so many teams in the league. A lot of these teams these days don't play a true power forward. They're playing a guy that's really a small forward, even the shooting guards. We've I've seen guys, I've seen teams who rolled out six four, six five guards at power forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a guy like Jaron Jackson, no no power forward can guard him at all. And if you put your center on him, it just makes it just makes uh, Stephen Adams be able to do even more, wreak even more havoc. And also, Jaron is a mismatch for a lot of centers, too, because he's he's more athletic, he's faster, he's longer. Uh, he can put the ball on the floor. He's really he's really a matchup problem when he gets that confidence, when between the ears and in his chest, his heart. Uh, when those two things lined up, he's he's a dangerous mismatch for anybody. Um, I was just going to say, I think we just seen a kid figuring it out, saying we talked about this, what, earlier in our, what, a few podcasts ago, maybe it was when we first started this thing, like realizing how much of a mismatch I am. It's, right. it's so much of a mindset. Yep. It's still right? a work in progress, just like John Morant. Oh, it it, it's not done. It's not just going to be done like a switch, and all of a sudden he's there. It's going to go up mm-hmm. and down. And especially right. with, the, with the foul issues that are constantly still, you know, you set yourself back a little bit. But, no, nah, man, if you can continue to get this on a fairly regular basis, a guy who believes I'm a walking mismatch offensively and, and again, is, is playing it inside out rather than outside in. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's, he's – this is – if you get this, Jaron, saying – for the first half of the season, for the most right. part, he's an all-star. So that that's this is the next level in terms of him making it to all-star. More games like he had against Orlando and, and doing it against the better teams in the league. I believe he's capable. Speaking of all-star, we'll, we'll talk about John Morant. Getting there, not this year, though. You know that. Yeah, speaking of, all-star, speaking of all-star, I'm not going to jump ahead because we will talk about uh, John Morant and the all-star voting came out uh, yesterday. Sticking with all-star, though. All-star votes came out. Jaron Jackson Jr. was nowhere listed in the front court. Right. Do you think that some because this happened last year? I remember last year when they were doing the um picking the alternates or whatever, Jaron wasn't picked as an alternate. And in games after that, Jaron went on a tear. I don't know if you remember that or not. Mm-hmm. Do you think some of this stuff from yesterday was Jaron like, all right, so I'm not all y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all ain't voting for me, huh? Let me show you something. Do you think that that could have had something to do with it? Well, I, be, I, I would say they'd be taking a page out of, out of John Moran's book, and I would say yeah. I'd be all for that, saying if you yeah. know 
we know we know how personal Ja Morant takes things like that. And I would imagine Ja probably took it personal too that he was 17 overall <laughs> in total votes. But yeah, if if you're Jaron Jackson and you and and listen, he needs to like Lori Markkinen's having an All Star type season. If you're gonna you know if you're gonna even get into the conversation, you you got to have more games like last night on a on a regular basis. So whether it's you know getting fired up that his name wasn't on the list or just knowing, look, I got to do more and and saying them trusting him to get the ball more in that spot in moments like, right. again, last night in the end of the game. You got an advantage right there. He can't stop your left hand. And so right. all of it coming together. But, no, nah, man, I, I, I'll i take it any way I can get it. Um, I, I think we're talking all-star. No, you know, we, we we were hoping for, I think I think in the next couple of years, that said, oh, that that defensive player of the year is all the way within his right. within his sights. And it I think that should be, the goal this year that and first team all nba defense right if, if i'm jaron jackson jr and i'm looking at the front court votes and i'm like all right i'll give you i'll give you lebron the goat you know what i mean uh, oh, you you're gonna give me lebron oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> now lebron we're gonna take until lebron gonna take let's talk about with cole anthony man these guys are really unaware of kind of where they are in the whole grand scheme of things a lot we saw Dion waiters say he thought he was better than kyrie irving we remember that right <laughs> These guys, you know, they're irrational. If I'm Jaron Jackson, I'm like, okay, I'll give you LeBron. That's the GOAT. Two-time MVP, Jokic. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. Anthony Davis, AD's having a crazy season. Yeah, whatever. Zion, yeah, he's an all-star. Andrew Wiggins, we can't, no matter what they do. With, with I'll, the, I'll give him his props for the playoffs last year, but I don't need to see Anthony Wiggins in any more all-star games. With, more, with uh, Andrew Wiggins with more all-star votes than James. Andrew Wiggins, yeah. What did I say? Yeah, Andrew Wiggins with more I all-star Anthony, votes. Yeah. Yeah, with more all-star votes than John Morant. We'll talk about that later on. That's ridiculous. Paul George, you know, he's a he's a he's a he's a player. Laurie, Laurie Markham, of course, having a great year. Draymond Green, whatever. Kawhi Leonard ain't hardly played, but he's got more votes to be. Kevon Looney, come on, man. If, if, if I look, that Kevon Looney would have made me lose my mind if I'm Jaron Jackson Jr. And I understand why he would have what he went off for 31 against uh the Orlando Magic or whatever. But um, we'll talk about more all-star stuff as well. But if I'm if I'm Jaron, Kevon Looney would have made me feel away for sure. He I mean saying he's gonna get there, he's 23. Mm-hmm. Jaron's gonna have multiple all-star appearances. Um yeah. but and, and if now can be a motivation for him, it's just good to the it's it's just mm-hmm. to the good, it's good for the grids. It's another factor that I think kind of has led to Jaron's um good play as of late is that it seems like John Morant is being really intentional about getting him going. That was one that's been one of my frustrations for what five years, no, four years now. Is how it's like, okay, when you've got a guy the caliber of a John Morant and your second best player on the team is Jaron Jackson Jr., why don't you guys have better chemistry? And we've been seeing it, man, the last couple of games. We've seen Ja be very intentional. When yep. when when Ja drives to the basket and teams are uh trapping him. He's finding job for those dump off passes, for those alley oop passes, things like that. Instead of finding a Stephen Adams, who's not a good free throw shooter, he's throwing the ball above the rim to a Jaron Jackson Jr. who's making plays, and it's really working. And I think that that's that's that t- that tinkering with the offense. Uh, I'm down for it for sure. But like I said, salute to salute to Jaron for stepping up and salute for job, man, for understanding. You know, if I can get this guy going, it's gonna make my night easier, make everyone's night easier, and get easy W's. They and both. Can, I'm with yeah. you. They both they both have all the all the skills to have a a two man game that the league can't stop, and so it, it's you know between the between the two of them. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully we're seeing the signs of that coming together here over the next few years, man. That I, I just remember, 
you know, I, I know it's it's different in terms of how they did it, but you could not stop Carl and Stockton. You you couldn't yeah. stop. It was a two man game. You knew you it was knew what was coming, and you could not stop it. And I'm telling you, these these players in their own different ways have have the ability to be that kind of two man tandem in this league. Um, we've been frustrated by it for years. It hadn't come together sooner, but it's almost again 23 years old. Hopefully, we're seeing the the signs of it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, the Grizzlies, like we said, have won um, two games straight since last time we talked. Five game win streak altogether. Very winnable games uh, here in the schedule. Um, you got your next game up. Got a nice break. They don't play again until Sunday against the Utah Jazz in Memphis. Five o'clock start. Um, we've been very good at home this year. A revenge game. Utah Jazz beat us the first two games of the season out in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, big game. You can get that win. That'll give you the six. Give you you know six straight wins. But there are a lot of winnable games coming ahead um, for the Grizzlies for sure. Um, you got Utah on Sunday. Monday you got the Spurs at home again. The Spurs ain't trying to win nothing. They're taking games. They're twelve and twenty six overall. Then you get the Spurs again on Wednesday. Then you got the Indiana Pacers um, on the road next Saturday. Um, very winnable games before you get Phoenix back at home again, hopefully to try to get some revenge uh, from the last game uh, you played in Phoenix. Do you see, like uh, like Dylan Brooks said, opportunity to get kind of fat, a little fat over these next few games, to eat up a little bit? I do, and I think I think it's better this – I think it's more than a mirage this time. Last time they were saying that, and last time we believed it, uh, John Morant wasn't concerned about anybody in the West, and we saw that uh, uh, this team got hit. The team went to that rough patch. That's exactly when they lost mm-hmm. the four or five. They come through that, and I think now knowing that now it, uh, we can't just go out there again, whether that was the, the loss to Phoenix here, the loss to OKC. Mm-hmm. You just have so many examples that Taylor Jenkins has got to point to. we got to bring it every night, and I think you saw the result. You've seen it during this five-game winning streak, and you certainly saw it the last two games against some bum teams especially against Charlotte. Like, they knocked out Charlotte in the first quarter. So I think you've got a team that now, yeah, while, you know, was playing well, I mean, they had won seven in a row when they were feeling that way. There was going to be even more. You've got one now that's playing well, but that knows, listen, it's still game to game. You know, where we can't uh, we can't overlook anybody in this league. And and so it's a different mindset, saying in terms of a team mindset. You've mm-hmm. been through something with that rough patch. Taylor Jenkins have been able to point to some things and, and have some teaching moments. So you feel good about it. I'd point to this. This is an opportunity, just like Charlotte or Orlando were opportunities because those teams were bad. You mentioned you're going to get San Antonio twice. Utah, I know, started the season like fire, beat you like you mentioned, but they're 20 and 21 now. Like, they've come back down to earth. These right. games are going to be some opportunities for you to, you know, we touched on it. That second unit, trying to figure out what Zaire Williams is going to be able to give you this season, trying to get him to a level, right, to see, hey, you're going to, you're going to be a guy on this second uh, unit that can give us some offense, that can knock right. down – some shots, especially, you know, by the time we get to the playoffs, you know, that Orlando game last night, we did, we touched on it, but uh, 14 points in 16 minutes after you've been playing behind David Roddy, you know, that's a good sign. That's right. the kind of thing. Of course, you want Jaron and Ja to continue to play well, but I think story B, story C saying is what we're seeing with this bench that Taylor Jenkins is trying to figure right. out whether or not Zaire Williams, right, can be a part of this. Hey, whether he's obviously comfortable with Roddy, would that be enough? Do you need to go make a move? Uh, obviously, if you're the Grizzlies, you've got assets, trade deadline coming up. So that other part of it saying is, I think, especially as you go over these very winnable games, 
you can you can afford to tinker a little bit mm -hmm. and, and in some games where Zaire can hopefully build some confidence against some subpar competition. They need to figure that out. They're going to have to get that figured out. Yep. Obviously, before you know, ideally before the trade deadline. For sure, the, uh, trade deadline is definitely coming up. Um, so that is something you definitely want to take a look at that situation with the David Roddy, Zaire Williams. Uh, will one of those two guys emerge to be a guy that can be your 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 true backup wing scorer off the bench or whatever?